I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You got all these shredded obliques, all this stuff. Man, what you be doing, man? Yeah, look at this. Look at that, man. You got a leg out, and then they all shit. <laughs> oh, oh, see? Uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why. Bill, thanks for the workout. I really appreciate that. I mean, I've heard of football players becoming professional bodybuilders, police officers, former police officers becoming bodybuilders, but basketball players. <laughs> How, why do you want to become a professional bodybuilder? Um, primarily because I needed a new challenge. Right. And I had to acknowledge at some point in time in playing basketball in college, <laughs> not, getting the, got, not getting the burn that I wanted. Right that uh, those hoop dreams are going to come to an end pretty soon. Right. And fortunately, I had a friend that was already competing amateur. Right. You know, and uh, was able to go to a couple competitions. Next thing you know, I have a guest poser there saying I should try it. Right. So I say, okay, what the heck? What's the worst thing that can happen if I try to do bodybuilding? I'm right. going to get in shape? Right. Cool. I'm just going to get in shape. Right. And I thought, well, maybe I can get in one of these men's health magazines and stuff. Because I thought I was being real, man. Light skin, green eyes with a little bit of muscles, <laughs> I might be able to make it work. I'll make, I'll make, make I a living out there. Yeah, so um, I started doing it, and next thing you know, I was very blessed to make it a career. You're from Seattle. You grew up with Jamal Crawford, Nate Burleson, Corey Dillon, yes. Jason Terry. You got a, a basketball scholarship to the University of Denver. Yep. So obviously, and I tell people this all the time, if you play high school sport, you have aspirations normally of going to college. And if you play college sport, you probably want to play professional sports. Correct. When did you realize that, you know what, I think given my height and given the situation, I don't really think I'm going to be able to play in the NBA? The sophomore year. Sophomore year, I started seeing that transition happen. We had a couple new guys come in, a couple JUCO transfers, this and that, and I'm like, this. And then the writing's on the wall with the playing time. Right. When your minutes go down and your production isn't the same and no, not getting the game reps. Right. The coach is making the decision. Right. And uh, as much as I want to fight that and, and work harder and ask more questions of, Coach, what do I need to do? Right. I was that guy. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? And I would do it and still didn't work out. I had to recognize that this is the team, not Phil Heath's, you know, team. Right. And uh, I will say our coach did get fired at junior year, so I was like, well, maybe he was wrong. Right. Maybe I should have played. Right. 
But at that point, new coaching staff come in my senior year, and what helped me make the transition was that coach was brutally honest. Right. He said, you know what, I don't know what happened, but if it were me at your freshman year, you would have already been doing X, Y, Z for me. Right. But what I need you to do is be a leader to these younger people. You're a senior, you are groomed, you understand film, help me out, right. and I will make sure that you graduate, whether it's four years, five years, you want to be a grad assistant, I'll help you get a coaching gig, and I thought, Okay, what's your alternative? Well, he said, I'll make your life hell. I said, I'm choosing option one. So <laughs> let's go make that happen. And I'll be honest, you know, comparing myself to people like Jamal, you know, you know, other guys with Jet and everybody right. else, that was tough. Right. Seeing the because millions of dollars see, and stuff. You see and all them that. make it. You played against them. Yeah. And you're like, you think, well, why not me? Right. And uh, I didn't let my height be something because I thought, well, I had a 40-inch vertical. Right. I, was, I was an athlete. Right. But I had to be real. I had to be real, and, and uh, that, that, that was very depressing at one moment, but, you know, God makes no mistakes, man. Right. So I thought, well, let's just see what happens if I close that door, because it's definitely going to close. Right. Let's accept it and move on. Right. Like I said, bodybuilding opened up, and, man, I, trust me, uh, I didn't know I was going to make a profession out of it going in. I just knew that it was going to help me deal with the depression that I had not making it to the league, right. or, or let alone going overseas. Right. And uh, I, I, like I said, I had to make a, a conscious effort of saying, what's the best case scenario for me? That would have been, okay, Phil, you're gonna go play ball overseas for let's, let's say five years. Right. Now I'm 27 years old, 28 years old with no job experience. Why did I get these two degrees for? Right. Now the people that I graduated college with are gonna be my boss. Right. When I should, no, I, no. There's more right. millionaires at Microsoft than there are you know, in an MBA right. at the time. And uh, that was when the G League was going on. I said, no, nah, this ain't gonna work, man. Right. This, this ain't gonna work. You were a shooting guard. Who would you compare your game to? D Fish, Derek Fisher. Okay. All my homies would be like, "That's D Fish right there, right. man." Like uh, playing with a with a pro in high school with Jamal. Of course, he's getting them off of you, and I'd be left wide open. I knocked down the jumper because I knew I wouldn't get that ball back if I did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I made sure that I I could protect the ball. I was a really good defender. I was very strong. I could pass well, and I could get defenders off of me with the, you know. My, my handle was good. It wasn't spectacular, but it was good enough to not turn the ball over and run right. the offense. And I, I wasn't never a liability on defense. Right. So that's what, where my game was. You're the only ex-basketball player that I know that turned bodybuilder, professional bodybuilders. Do you think any other basketball players, who do you think would make a great bodybuilder? Man, Nate Robinson would have been dope. When he was, yeah, that would have been easy for him. Right. Current guys... Dame Dollar could do it, I think. Um, you know, some of the guys are too tall, I believe. You know, majority of them are too yeah, tall. Yeah, yeah, they'd have to be 400 majority pounds. Of them, yeah, but, majority of them are too tall, but I would say, you know, I always thought, like, back when Tony Allen was playing, he was, yeah. a, he was a specimen that could right. do it. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, there were some guys back in the day, like, you know, Kevin Willis and Dave Robson, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. the shoulders and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, well, well, Kev still works out like that. Uh, he's in Atlanta, you know. Shaq is really strong. I don't know. I don't think Shaq could be a bodybuilder. He's just too tall. Yeah. But he's strong. He could put, easily put muscle on. Yep. You hear these stories about Wilt Chamberlain and about how strong he was. We know he was a great athlete. Yes. He ran track in college. He high jumped. He long jumped. He ran the open four. Do you think he – well, he's too tall to be a bodybuilder. But what have you heard about Wilt? Because I think Wilt – actually, as a matter of fact, before he passed, I was out here – and I saw him pass right by this very street that the gold gym's on and uh, threw my hand up. He waved back. Yeah. But 
do you think guys like that, because I, I, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, okay, if you're a professional athlete, obviously you got discipline. Yes. Obviously you know what sacrifice. Two of the major things that you have to have to be a professional bodybuilder. 100%. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Will would have been dope just to see. I, I would have loved <laughs> to just see him try because, you know, me growing up watching him in those Conan movies. Right. I mean, you know, he was still built. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, you know, back to other athletes, maybe not in basketball, but like a... What about football player? What oh, football player do you say? Saquon all day. Saquon? Okay. Saquon could easily do it. Okay. Those legs that everybody fawns over and stuff, okay. I mean... He, what about Adrian Peterson? For sure. Le'Veon Bell, no question. DK. Come on. <laughs> He's the only tall dude that could probably easily do it. Right. Like, with ease. Right. Uh, you know... Obviously, I come from the era, like, growing up, seeing a Deion Sanders. Right. He could have done it for sure. Bo Jackson, for sure. Could've. Yeah, Bo. Oh. Herschel? Easy. I mean, come on, man. You. Because <laughs> now they have different categories now. Right. So, like, where you may not do open-class bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, I want to do, I wanna do with the board shorts. I want to do the board shorts. You could, you could do that. Yeah, I want to do the board you could, Actually, you could do that now. I could do the board shorts. Let me do I, I could do the board shorts. Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> uh... Do you train? Do you train athletes? Do you want to get in that, you know, train train other professional athletes, like basketball players, football players? Uh, the, the issue I have with that is the, the ego with their crew. It's their crew that want to dictate what they do. Right. Um, and I don't want to disrupt anything they have going on. Now, I have some friends in, you know, in NFL, MLB, this and that, that have DM'd me, hey, what do you think of this, this, and this? I'm there for them. Right. You know, um, one of my really good friends is Tim Grover. We talk. Right. Yeah. We talk to some of his clients as well. Yes. Um, would I want to do that? Uh, I believe the person has to be extremely coachable. And I'm not saying this for, from an egotistical standpoint. They would have to come to me. Right. Uh, I'm a man of service. Right. So if they said, hey, Phil, like, this is what I'm thinking. Or if they, let's say they're getting ready for a photo shoot for uh, a magazine, you know, right. digital magazine or something. Right. This is what I've been told. What do you think? Where can I meet you? Fine. I got you. Um, but, yeah, to say that's what I'm going to do now, no. Because the it, egos, man, like I'm going to deal with some egos. Right. And I don't know how they're going to accept the diet right. as well. And then not partying anymore. Right. Because, look, we already know the stuff that you guys talk about on your show. Mm -hmm. These guys go out. And right. it's hard. I, you know, I've talked to different rappers and entertainers yeah. and stuff. I'll give them the diet. I tell them to train. But then I see on the IG, they're out 3, 4 in the morning. Right. So it's a waste of my time. And I don't like wasting my time. Right. Yeah. 
But I, I think it's, it would be really hard for you, someone that's so focused, and to, because people want instant gratification. They want you give them a program, you train them, and in two weeks, well, I don't, I don't see any different. Right, and then they got their friends telling them, oh, you don't need that, you do this. And I'm like, really? It so, takes time, brother. Like, right. let, let's, let's, let's think about this. But what I will say is more athletes who are now retired have come forward right. because they want to maintain. Right. And they recognize that, hey, I played football, I played baseball, I'm interested in just getting healthier. This is what I heard. What do you think? And I'm like, yeah, I can be your consultant now. Right. Yeah. How difficult is it to now that you're not competing competitively for you to maintain your weight, maintain like, okay, he was a bodybuilder. I, I, can, I can see, even though he's not competing, I can see that he was a bodybuilder. Yeah. So because you see a lot of athletes, football players, basketball off, yeah. players, and they just. That's a lack of discipline, I think. I think they also put their identity in just that sport. Right. For me, yeah, I won seven Mr. Olympia titles. I'm, I'm in my era, I'm definitely the GOAT in my era. Right. I know that. But that's not who Phil Heath is, right? right? That's not going to read on my headstone one day, right? right. It's going to read just my name right. and what my contributions are to the world. My biggest thing is I always want to live a healthy lifestyle. Right. I, wanted, I always would say I want to be the black Jack Lane. I right. want to be able to do it all. Right. I want to show that just like I pivoted from basketball to bodybuilding, I should be able to lose weight, which I did. I lost 35 pounds. Mm -hmm. I'm like 245, 255. That I say and that's my comfort right, right now. Um, if I wanted to do another show, I could easily blow up, back up to 275, and then come back down if I want to. Right. If I want to run a 5K, that's one of my goals. I want really? to be able, Oh, I want to be able to do that. By the time I turn 50 years old, I'm 42 now, right. I want to be able to say, I want to be able to run a 5K. I want to be able to do different stuff. There's different feats of strength that I want to exhibit to show that I can do, I'm an athlete for the rest of my life. You know what? I was just thinking um, the guy that would probably be the best bodybuilder of them all, of all the guys we mentioned, Tio. <laughs> I, I, I think Tio I think Tio has the best gifts. I think so, too. And I know, given the right motivation, he would do the work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's very, he's very motivated. Very motivated. Chip on the shoulder. Yeah. He'll do it. Yep. You know, um, he's definitely one. Of, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Sorry. About, yeah, sorry about that, T.O., but yeah. What about boxing? Mike Tyson, Deontay Wilder. I think Deontay Wilder has a. Deontay Wilder would have, but so long. Though. He is. Long. Yeah. Tyson for sure, easily. Yeah. Um, Spence, maybe. Roy. Roy. Hagler, easily. Hagler for sure. He was one of my yeah. favorites. Uh, because he was just thick, you right. know. You know um, I'm trying to think of some other cats, man. Like, it's, that's tough because you don't have to be shredded to, to box, right. you know. Um, but I, for Evander. Yes, yes. For sure. Yeah, holy, yeah. Because he had those round delts. Yeah. And, I mean, he was, whew. And he, it, you could tell that he was strong. Yes. You could tell he was strong. Yeah, he worked out. I mean, Lee, tra Lee, Lee Haney trained him for a while, and then he got too muscle-bound, and he needed to, to get away from that type of training. Yeah. Who's your favorite team? When you watch sport football, who's your favorite football team? Um, you know, it just happened this last week with Seattle and Denver, man. Right. I, I'm from Seattle. I got a root for both. I'm fortunate that they're not playing in the same, you know, conference. We used so to play I can in the roll. same division. I know. <laughs> and being from Seattle, watching our butts get whooped every time. I mean, we didn't have a squad at right. all. So it was great. To, for me, it was great to move to Colorado and see you win a Super Bowl and then still live there and see another Super Bowl and then see Seattle win one, I'm happy. Those are my teams. Like, I, I always tell myself, 
you're born in one, you resided in one, you can have two. Right. As long as they're not in the same conference, right. I can pick them. Right. But I've met so many of these athletes yeah. from different teams. I root for the individuals nonstop. Right. You know, I just want them to, uh, I want them all to win. I, I truly do, right. and I want them to do it the right way and uh, stay healthy as much as they can. Right. You know, we want them to, to take care of their bodies, especially the off-season. Right. You know, more and less time on the social media and stuff. Right. Yeah. What about basketball? Who's your team? Who's your player? Oh, my gosh. All-time or just now? Now. Now? Oh, now. That's tough, man, because I love LeBron, man. He's dope. I've always been a Laker fan, even though growing up in Seattle. But they, they took my team away, so... Right. You know, they took my team away. I'd say LeBron, but then also, I, I like Dame Dollar, man. Yeah. He's a dog, bro. He is. Like, and he's sticking with Portland. Like, that's yeah. the closest team from my hometown that right. I can rock with. You know, I had season ticket for the Nuggets for years, so I got to see a lot of good players. Right. Um, but I respect the champions. I respect, you know, guys like Greek Freak, you know, KD, LeBron. These are guys that, I mean, God-given talent. Steph Curry, for sure. Yes. I mean, I've been fortunate to see his game evolve because I'm old enough to say it. He's not a defensive liability. He shows so much confidence. And right. in fact, he's made more people believe in themselves for shooting that jump shot as far as he can. Right. So, I mean, those are like the guys that I that I pay to watch. Right. Yeah. Your all-time favorite player is who? Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> All-time. I mean, for me, it's, it's I was, yeah, never thought of seeing I was able to see him yeah play against the Sonics one time my stepdad had tickets and I got to see I was like my jaw dropped I mean it's just incredible you yeah. know um maybe young kids don't know but like it was it was just an era yeah and and what I loved about Jordan is that he prevented epic guys from getting a title yeah epic guys he shut it down and he right but it, number my one that's my one a my one b is Kobe yeah. Because just the, like, fearless. Yeah. He was fearless. Like, he was like, no. And you knew it. Like, <laughs> the ultimate competitor. Right. Like, ultimate competitor. I just love high competitive people that will that will put it on the line all the time and tell you what they're going to do, and right. they do it. Phil, my I man. appreciate that, bro. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.